You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. Welcome to a special episode of the ANA Champions of Growth Podcast. I'm Matthew Schwartz. During the ANA Masters of Marketing Conference in Orlando, Florida last October, Ed C. and Robert Tass, partners at McKinsey & Company, shared the main stage to talk about the results of their new survey titled, The Power of Partnership, How the CEO-CMO Relationship Can Drive Outsized Growth. The study, conducted in partnership with the ANA and based on the responses from more than 100 C-level executives 21 CEOs from B2B and B2C companies of all sizes and across multiple industries focuses on how to unlock the partnership between CEOs and their marketing leaders. The relationship between CEOs and CMOs has seldom been a beacon of corporate synergy, but it seems to be getting worse. As upper management ratchets up the pressure on the chief marketers to monetize their activities and play a more integral role throughout their organization. TAS and C insist that it's high time that CEOs change the remit for CMOs altogether in order to generate much better marketing outcomes and for CMOs to be held more accountable. I spoke with the duo shortly before they presented at the conference. The CEO-CMO relationship. Can you give me the overall in the sense of, is this relationship broken? It's certainly strained in many companies. There's a natural or unnatural point in time. We just went through COVID. We went through a rapid digitization. And the idea of driving growth and reestablishing that, the CEO and CMO have a major opportunity to get back on track. How did we get here? What's been festering or ignored when it comes to the CMO-CEO dynamic? Can we give a brief look back so CMOs and CEOs are smarter moving forward? There's been a level of complexity in modern marketing. CEOs understand classic advertising without a doubt. They believe they understand what modern marketing can do. When we talked to the CMOs, their comment was, that doesn't really line up with what they think. They don't believe the CEO knows what a modern marketer can do or the cost required to do it. And that disconnect, I think, has led to some of the tension. It's also leading to some of the opportunities. And that's something that needs to come together. All the items that Robert cited has strained the relationship or maybe diminished the relationship. CMOs are still important, but they've frequently moved from sitting at the overall strategy table to driving just advertising, to driving just branding. And when I say just, it's not that those are unimportant, but they're not sitting on the exec co of many companies any longer. There's also a gap in how they talk about marketing activities tying to business outcomes. CEOs are focused on revenue margin, very clear. And CMOs, I think only a third of the time, have that same metric. So there's clearly a disconnect of how we're using the lever to map to business strategy. And I think a lot of CMOs, to Robert's point, are bringing forward the metrics about operating the marketing group as opposed to the outcomes and contributions of the marketing group. And contributions to a CEO is profitable growth. We've heard Mark Pritchard say that. We've heard it from other folks. Profitable growth is what they're looking for. Okay. And uh, talk to, in the context of the opportunities for CMOs right now in this marketplace, talk to the three major disconnects found in the study between CEOs and CMOs and how to remedy those gaps from a best practices perspective. 
The first disconnect is really about understanding what marketing needs to do, the remit of marketing. When we got behind this, the conversations between CEOs and CMOs rarely are about what's the job of marketing, what's the expectation. It's about a quarterly report, general items like that, but not really a remit of what can you do and what can you deliver. Really right off the bat, this piece of work was actually geared towards the CEO. Yes. We want them to lean forward. They need to understand that they have an amazing lever at their hands to drive their growth strategy and that their marketing CMO function is one of the best levers to do that, to own the customer, to deliver on that at scale is an opportunity that the CEOs candidly need to re-engage in. And a quick follow-up, is that to suggest that the dysfunction between CEOs and CEMOs is stemming from more CEOs than CEMOs? Couples therapy, my friend, couples <laughs> therapy. The issue is between the two without a doubt. I don't think it originates with one or the other. And the CEO, because they are the accountable party, really, they're the ones who have to lean in on the unlocks, but the CMO has to participate as well. I don't think it matters who's... True. There's no fault here. The issue is, is how do we make it better? Mm -hmm. And listen, if we look back, like you said, there's been a lot of evolution in the whole world of marketing and customer digitization the chief digital officer or the chief growth officer. We've created all these functions. In some cases, they're good ideas. They needed to be catalysts of changing companies. But what we saw from the research is that companies that had one leader, one organizing integrator of the customer at that CEO table did better. They performed better than their peers. And that's the unlock of success. We're telling the CEO, go find your person to be your integrator to drive that growth strategy. Has the, in, in toto, has the proliferation of C-level titles in the last several years been a help or a hindrance to CMOs in general? So again, help or hindrance, I think what it's caused is diffusion. And what's happening now with such a level of diffusion, all these jobs got bigger, they really did. But what needs to happen is that integrator, and that's been the missing piece. Mm -hmm. By no means would we say the CMO should become czar. That's not what it is. This is somebody who convenes, who integrates, who coordinates. And because the CMO frequently is closest to the customer and the consumer, they're well positioned, if they choose to, to be that integrator. But that, Ed, is entirely predicated on the CMO being a business person first and a marketer second? Absolutely. You have to earn the right to be able to do that. And if you're going to sit and convene your peers, you have to speak their language. You've got to sit at the table and you've got to be relevant to the table. How does, in best practices, upper management redefine the remit for CMOs from a practical perspective? What's involved here in the day-to-day? -day? And that's not blue sky thinking. It starts with a partnership between the two to define what the business strategy is and understand the levers that can help execute that strategy. We saw from leading companies, Fortune 50 company CMOs, who take their C-suite, not even their just CEOs, but their C-suite to Silicon Valley to get immersed in best practice technology, to meet leading companies who are doing this well, so that it's not a journey the CMO's on by themselves, it's a journey that the executive team's on to match to strategy. But it's not necessarily a kumbaya moment. It's more so the CEO with the CMO establishing hard metrics, tangible execution, outcomes, Absolutely, but there's a third party in here that's absolutely important. No CEO trusts numbers unless their CFO trusts the numbers. Okay. 
And that is one of the most important pieces here is the CFO and CMO need to speak the same language, need to trust each other, need to be tight partners on this, just as the CFO is for every other business function. When a financial report is filed and signed, the CFO and the CEO are the two doing that. I just want to make sure that we clarify this because we get this question a lot. The number one point is that the CEO wants to understand how marketing activities tie to business outcomes. It's got to be clear. It's got to be clear yep. proven. It's got to be validated. I understand that a lot of market, there's a lot of metrics and a lot of different KPIs in marketing, and those are great. Marketers should have them to do the job of marketing effectiveness. That's different than marketing impact driving the business. CMOs that do this well, we see it. From, from great leaders who can go talk the talk to the business, the board, about how their activities are driving those business outcomes. Exactly. Some of the most successful relationships that we saw, the CMO is not showing the advertisements. They're not showing the creative. They show first and foremost the number of units that they delivered, the profit they delivered behind them, and the forecast of what they'll deliver next. Bigger onus on the CMO to educate and engage the CFO, but with stick to it with this. Not just two ships passing in the night, just not like, oh, let's get together once a month. Absolutely. And again, I think I would say the CEO has the onus as the leader to be and bring the CMO marketing function to that table to drive that agenda. Stay with us, there's more to come. And now for a short break. For a new CMO, the pressure to deliver results is on from the get-go. If you don't take a disciplined approach to onboarding, you'll soon find yourself in a defensive crouch without laying a solid foundation for long-term value. ANA CMO's 90-Day Quick Wins Package is a combination of videos, cheat sheets, checklists, and more to help your first three months as CMO or marketing lead be a success. To learn more, go to www.ana.net slash first 90 days. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Ed C. and Robert Tass, each of whom is a partner at McKinsey & Company, about their new report titled, How the CEO-CMO Relationship Can Drive Outsized Growth. Fellas, how do CEOs rethink a seat at the table for CMOs so the marketer has more opportunity to demonstrate his or her value? It starts with the CEO understanding that they need an orchestrator, an integrator of the customer at his or her table. It's foundational in today's complex world. And this is not a B2C or B2B. The world is just different today in the channels that we operate and where and how our customers interact with our companies. You need somebody at that table who understands the customer better than anybody. Somebody who understands how and the channels that they interact with and can bring all the parties together to execute on a cohesive strategy. Is that to suggest that C? MOs vis-a-vis -vis their relationships with both the CEO and the CFO have to be a lot more discriminating when it comes to channels, when it comes to which metrics to choose. I mean, in the sense that the CMO is getting overwhelmed and that's bringing an unwieldiness to the whole function. Listen, you hear a lot about this, that, that the CMOs are the first people to have their budgets cut. They're being pressured to do more with less constantly. And, and I totally get it having been a CMO. I think what we're saying is, is that if the, the marketing function is able to connect those marketing activities to business outcomes, that CFO that Ed talked about is gonna be the biggest advocate for more money, for more impact, because it's gonna be a trusted relationship that everybody buys into to be able to execute that at scale. Exactly. The moment you can go in there and really say as a CMO, here's what I did, here's what I'm doing, and here's what you can expect, 
in ways that they believe and that have been proven, the discussion changes. You are not a cost center, you're a business driver. And if you're a business driver to positive ROI, why not spend more? And we see companies that are doing this right, they have a framework that the CEO, CFO have bought into where X dollars are for testing and learning. X dollars are for scaling tests and X dollars are for business as usual programs at scale. And it's very clear how the money's being spent and how it's being executed, but it ties to those business outcomes and everybody's aligned on how that lever is moving. Is that the vacuum at a lot of companies where they don't have that list, they don't have that menu, as it were? The companies that do it well are very clear in their methodology and their framework approach to how they run their investment thesis. Hyper clear, hyper communication between yes. the CMO and the C-suite. Those CMOs are not scared to walk into the boardroom and go, I need another X dollars. Can you please maybe help? It's clear. I need a lever because you want that growth. I need to do this. And one of the best quotes we heard was a CMO saying, the world changed when she was part of the overall strategic discussion in annual planning. She went in and said, I don't need this extra money and offered it up because she saw the other needs. Mm -hmm. If you're part of a business driving team, there's times you have budget that can be better redirected. If you're a confident CMO with CFO backing, you'll offer something else, uh, something up when it makes sense. Is it time to redefine or reprioritize KPIs? I mean, in terms of measurement, this 800 pound gorilla that's always in the room for marketers, is that a really core component of redefining this relationship is in terms of prioritizing the KPIs and marketing metrics and I feel this is lacking at a lot of companies, integrating finance into that conversation. We have this fascination with marketing KPIs and there's obviously a lot of them. And I'm gonna say this prescriptively that marketers need KPIs across channels, across campaigns to do the job, to look at marketing effectiveness. The business needs a mechanism to take marketing activities and tie them to the business outcomes that map to their strategies. And that needs to be extremely clear there can't be any break in that. You need to make sure that you understand how you're driving acquisition, cross-sell, retention, whatever those metrics are, mm -hmm. and that you can demonstrate with your activities how that's happening. How you manage the budget and the programs and all those things require a set of KPIs that marketers have tons of, and they should still have those, but the business leaders need to see that connection. Your operating metrics as a CMO are yours to own, yours to manage. That's how you manage your agencies, it's how you manage your teams, it's how you manage to produce the results. The KPIs on the results need to be agreed to and need to be trusted. And a lot of the marketers have relied on all those long list of KPIs to show activities okay. versus focusing on the outcomes those activities drive. And I think that's the switch that exactly. we need. Is that really at the core here, that marketers have to reconfigure? Uh, uh, reverse engineering? Is it more reverse engineering for CMOs because they've been so focused on the media impressions rather than the outcomes? I'm going to again flip it. The CEO needs to have clarity on what his or her marketing activities are doing to drive and meet their strategy. If they don't have that, they can't just push it off to the side. They need to align with their marketing partner to make that crystal clear and then listen, you need to hold your CMO accountable to driving those outcomes, but you're not there to check click-through rates and impressions and all kinds of stuff. That's not what CEOs care about. In terms of a lot of CMOs out there still being somewhat afflicted with vanity metrics and not crossing over to the metrics that the CFO cares about, if I'm to understand you correctly? 
We need to make that translation layer for the CEO and the C-suite. Those other metrics, again, are valuable guide rails to the business decisions that a CMO has to make. But you've got to be clear on what your CEO cares about. We had a great quote from one of our great interviews where the CMO said, my metrics are the Wall Street metrics that my CEO has. Mm -hmm. That tells you what the okay. scorecard and the, is. And there's not and a lot of mystery, mystery in, that. in that. And that's what she reports every quarter right. to the CFO right. and to the board. She's managing those other metrics every day. And with that mindset, uh, regardless of the company, just in terms of bringing that to the table, therefore the CEO and the CFO doesn't have to sweat bullets every time they're, they're engaging the CMO. If you think about it this way, marketing isn't just a necessary evil. It's not a sideline. It's not just a cost center. It's contributing to growth. The discussion changes. So if the CEO can change his or her ways and the CMO can change his or her ways, there, there's going to be... Uh, there's going to be money on the table. 100%. And as we start to wrap up, I wanted to get you to elaborate on the C-level appointment for a growth role. Now, is this someone to work in unison with the CMO and as a conduit to the rest of the C-suite? Or is this just the CMO role in and of itself? Our hypothesis and belief, and it's also based upon where we see the CMO sitting in that sort of a role, that they can be and perhaps should be. But again, it's going to depend on the particular makeup of that company. But somebody needs to be in that convener role, that integrator role, that orchestrator role. And if the CEO sets the tone, is it incumbent upon the CFO to provide that support to the CMO in terms of building a better mousetrap? In, in the sense that not putting entirely, okay, we, we, we're, we're more clear on what we want, go do it. As opposed to the CFO, hey, how's it going? What do you need? What's happening here? The CEO drives the culture and how marketing in this case is viewed and valued in the company and that the seat and support that they give that marketing function is critical. The CFO and the other C-suite all have to embrace each other to help each other. This, right. None of this can operate in a vacuum. The IT guy, the HR, the manufacturing, the distribution, like we all need to work together to deliver on the outcomes that we have our strategy to. So they need to be clear. You can't have people disconnected from any of those strategies. And um, I know easier said than done, but leave the egos at the door in order for any of this to work. Yes, it's a management team yeah. and that really needs to be there. One of the big things I do think with the CFO relationship is the CFO is always, regardless of who he or she's talking to, they're going to support, they're going to challenge, they're going to audit. That's their job. If you're comfortable in your own metric set, that's not a problem. I think the last thing I'll say is that it's also a belief. The CEOs have to lean in here to really figure out where the unlock is with their yes. marketing partners. Some of them may have kind of have a view or perception of what marketing was. Marketing today is very broad from digital to social to content to data. I could go on and on. CEOs need to say there's a lever here that best in class companies are using and they're growing substantially more when they do this right than I could be. Exactly. Does it help if the CEO and CFO, for that matter, have a mentality that in this day and age, every company is a media company and we need to provide the resources to the marketer to behave that way? I might twist that a little bit or add to it. Every company is a customer company. And I think with that, every customer company needs to manage their touch points. I love that. I think it's a mindset shift to remove yeah. friction. Yeah. We have to stop marketing and selling to customers mm -hmm. the way our org chart is. Mm -hmm. 
we need to understand and embrace the tools that we all have now, these amazing devices in our pockets. That applies to all types of purchasing. And the CEO needs to be the leader of that transformation. Big thanks to my guests today, Ed C. and Robert Tass, each of whom is a partner at McKinsey & Company. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about McKinsey's CEO-CMO report, go to mckinsey.com slash CEO-CMO. To register for the A&A Masters of Marketing Conference in 2024, go to www.ana.net masters. Be sure to tune in next time for additional coverage for the Masters of Marketing Conference, when I'll be joined by Anne-Marie Kerwin, America's editor at marketing research firm Work, who will unpack a recent study focusing on how marketers bolster creative effectiveness. If you would like to recommend a guest or topic for a future episode, please email me at mschwartz at ana.net. And be sure to subscribe to Champions of Growth wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.